Hey, welcome to Radio DePaul Sports. The student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. This is sports you've never heard of. I'm Jacob Ellis. And I'm Trenton Sito. And today we have a special guest with us. It is Paris Singh. And we put in shields and post. Have you actually <laughs> ever done that? No, you haven't. No, I haven't. Uh, never Jacob, excited. Would you, Jacob, would you like to add your own cheers right now? Woo! Okay, yes. Is that good? Yeah, that's uh, that's all we have for our post-production budget. Excellent. Trent, I got a question to ask. Do you like beans? Uh, not particularly. See, in this pandemic times, you start appreciating the little things in life. And I've started appreciating the wonder that is beans. Because one, they're very actually healthy if you just eat like, you can pretty much sustain your like diet just on like beans and rice and you get every nutrients you actually need. You might not be the best person, but you get the nutrients you need. Then also they're just really cheap. Beans are just really cheap and no filling. But what I've been getting into is specialty beans. Cause like I've already had like loads of pinto beans, loads of black beans. I need more beans. So now I've started like researching specialty beans online and I found bean suppliers. I found like subreddits about bean enthusiasts. And now I've gotten into, I ordered Mayacopa beans that just got here today. They're from like one region of Mexico you get it from. I found a supplier who's actually, the supplier is from Illinois that does like regional beans. They'll ship to you. And they ship me Mayacopa beans. And now I'm excited to eat beans, but I got to record this podcast before i can eat any beans uh i'm I'm sorry that we're keeping you from your beans that's something we didn't expect what's your favorite kind of bean oh um okay i'm gonna sound really basic here but generally i never really had beans until i went to chipotle for the first time maybe four years ago and i i got stuck at the bean section and i'm like uh 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 black beans and i've just stuck with that ever since Wait, you never had pinto? No. What? Oh man. Do you just are you the type of person who goes to Chipotle and they pick the same thing every time? I feel personally attacked right now. Wait, I basically picked the same thing. I've only only in college because I had Chipotle more because it was a cheap thing near DePaul was the only time I ever like switched it up. I pretty much was consistent, like pinto beans, cornitas, rice, and then I think I did the corn salsa. And then I did sour cream, lettuce, cheese. So okay. I was pretty consistent. All I right. never wanted to pay extra for guac. I was cheap like that. Uh, I've never really liked guac, so I can, I can avoid what? it. Oh. I like it. I'm just not going to pay extra. <laughs> they make it cost too much. Yeah. So, like, so you're the type of person if they accidentally give you guac, you would be mad. Yeah. That's disappointing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean... Okay, here's, here's another question. Jacob, do you usually get the burrito or the burrito bowl? See, that's the thing is I've figured out they definitely give more food in the bowl. They definitely do. But I really want the burrito because I just find it nicer to eat it in its little blanket. And it's really great. But I got if you want more food, you actually you get a better bang for your buck if you actually go for the bowl. Okay. I, so I never actually knew that. I've, I've always you, gone for the bowl. 
if you look, I'm pretty sure you can tell. Like, if you just open up a burrito, you can tell they put in more in the bowl. Maybe okay. it's more of the rice and beans, so again, it's cheap. But still, they give you more. Okay. Maybe uh, maybe next time, once everything's over with the pandemic and we go back to in-person learning at DePaul, you and I can stop by uh, Chipotle, bring like a, a scale or something, and one of us gets the bowl, one of us gets the burrito, and we'll just unload its contents onto the scale and measure for science. There's like a, yeah, there's a Korean place next to Chipotle in downtown Chicago, like near, near DePaul in downtown. And it's like the same idea where it's like you go in a line and you pick the stuff, but it's Korean ingredients instead. And then there's okay. two Mediterranean places that do that. And it's just like everyone's copying this idea from them. Just the new thing. Yeah. Um, and then there's another guy who I knew who always went to the Barnes and Noble and just got like soup and, and bread over there. Oh, I should have mentioned this when we mentioned Chipotle. I had a friend in high school who he would consistently go to Chipotle like twice a week and just get a cheese quesadilla every single time. And he went there so consistently that once he was like checking out and like the manager came up and he's like, hello, my friend. And the, how are you doing? And the guy at the register thought he was talking to him. He's like, I'm doing pretty good. And then he's like, you're not my friend. I'm talking about this guy ordering the quesadilla. <laughs> oh, that is... And no, the manager would give him gift cards every now and then just for being such a loyal customer of oh, coming in twice a week just to get a cheese quesadilla. That's fantastic. That's customer service. Wow. All right. It shows you. You should, right. like, keep going to the same place, and they might like you and be nice to you. Yeah, I totally feel that that's, that's something to do once everything opens up. But uh, speaking about bowls, we just had a Super Bowl. You mean Superb Owl? Uh, yes. Would you like to talk about these Superb Owls? So because so many people hit typos when they look up Super Bowl in Google, it sometimes come up with Superb Owl. And because of this, there's been like, there's like a Reddit page on it. There was a Facebook page or that. And it just, every year it gets more and more and more. And this year, it was so many things about Superb Owls that, did you see the Reddit ad in the Super Bowl? They did like a two second ad where they just had words come up and then they left. Yeah, that probably cost them like, five million anyways yeah but it was like they they spent their entire marketing budget in the year on that ad and so many people paused it and in this ad they mentioned superb owls they're like you should go to all slash superb owls <laughs> i mean that's uh that's good for them i mean yeah like if that was a creative ad because doing it two seconds made you more interested to watch yeah that's a that's a good point but yeah the game i mean I wasn't rooting for either side because I didn't like either side. <laughs> so it was just I mean, as a as a as a Raiders fan, I'm sure you you hate Tom Brady. And well, as, as a Raiders, Raiders fan, I hate Tom Brady and I hate the Chiefs. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was a uh, probably not a. Oh, fun well, game. I really hate Antonio Brown on the Bucks because oh, he was because he, he ditched he was, you guys and he went to my he used to train at my high school when he was with the Raiders the one year he did training at my high school and he got like crowds and he was gonna be like you're gonna come to Raider he was gonna invite people from the high school back to the Raider games nice no he didn't because he didn't play a single game didn't play a single game yes is uh 
his his highlights with the Raiders lasted all of zero seconds. I mean, that weird video where he goes on a rant, I think, was a pretty good highlight. So there you go. <laughs> that's, that's his only highlight then. Um, well, talking about football. Oh, today. are you going to skip the weekend part? Oh, no, you go, go ahead. Well, I just want to have... talk about it because it's so weird. Like, You, you have thoughts he... on the weekend. Go ahead. Well, what I looked up is this was the first Super Bowl. They didn't pay the halftime performer. He didn't take any money for it, and he spent $7 million of his own dollars to do that little show in the middle. He – okay, because – He didn't pay I... them. He paid $7 million to put it on, so, like, he spent the money to, like, do everything. But then just that weird part where he went inside and the camera was near him. He was just going like, woo, in the lights. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I zoned out for half of that because I got dizzy. It was weird. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden there's a bunch of people just like pushing each other and bouncing around the walls inside. And I was just like, all right, that's kind of like trying to get on the elevator at DePaul when classes are being let out. Yeah. I'm, I didn't even like the weekend before, but now I'm just like, I kind of like it. Just the fact that he, instead of doing coordinate organized dancers, he was like, everyone look, be confused in the hallway. That was his like organized dance backup dancers. It's organized chaos. It's just chaos, but slightly organized. Well, and then the part when he was like on the field and they were all marching like that. And he was just walking the middle. It seemed like the entrance of the villain in the cartoon movie. He's just like coming in. Well, we've been yeah, we've been talking about Super Bowl and football, so that's not what we're actually going to be covering today. We're actually going to be covering the cheap European knockoff of football. Or wait, was it the other way around? Not totally I, sure. I think it was. What are you talking about? I don't know what the sport is. It might have been the other way around, but this week. We are going to be looking at sports that are weird variations on soccer. Our main focus is going to be on bubble soccer slash football, also known as Zorb soccer slash football. Um, but we're also going to be covering a lot of other soccer variants. And our special guest today, Paris, has been brought on because unlike me and Jacob, Paris has specialty knowledge about soccer. Hey, and first of all, I just want to say, ow, uh, everyone knows soccer is truly the superior sport. So personally offended, guys. Ah, well, uh, first, you didn't actually explain what bubble soccer is. You just said it was. So bubble soccer, okay, is a sport where the players wear like those giant inflatable hamster balls, which are known as Zorbs, which I didn't know before researching it. Because there's always just like, it's those hamster ball things. But instead of being inside of it, they're like attached to their body body almost, and their legs are sticking out. So you just see these bubbles with legs hitting each other. And it's full contact soccer. So I just want to make that clear. Um, it was first created in Norway by Henrik Evigstad and Johan Golden in 2011 on the TV show Golden Goal which was like a soccer comedy show in Norway. Uh, it then appeared on Shark Tank, like half the sports we talk about appeared on Shark Tank <laughs> where they were like trying to get money. And just all the people were like, this is weird, no. And then they were just, uh, it appeared on Shark, Shark Tank. It didn't, it got rejected, but it did get a lot of press. 
So a lot of companies now uh, rent out these bubbles. So you can just like call up one of these companies and you can rent it out and they'll meet you out on a soccer field and you just show up in a bubble and you can play with your friends. And then there are some leagues, but usually the leagues were made by these companies that rent them out. Yeah. I, I just want to say that when I first saw this, like videos of this and saw people ramming into each other in bubbles, like I wasn't even interested in the soccer part. I was just like, oh, cool. They're running into each other. They're in bubbles. Or there was one where somebody is just like jumping off a hill and just like rolling down the hill in this bubble. And I was like, oh, that seems kind of fun and vaguely painful, but it seems all right. Yeah. I mean, I've, so you, neither of you have ever done it, right? No. You've never been in the. Nope. Can't say so, I have. Yeah. My friend once had it for his birthday party in middle school, I think. So he went to the park and they had these bubbles and you got to go in and one is there's giant holes in it, so you could easily fall out like I did, and then it is an injury risk. And two, this the fact when all your friends push you down a hill, that thing is scary because it may be I'm safe in this bubble from the outside wood. You're not safe from hitting the sides of the bubble and going down this hill. And what also is the bubble bounced because of the trajectory of the hill. So there was a short amount of time I was in AO in the bubble. And that was scary. And so also, I just want to say, these aren't as safe as they seem because also, it's scary in there. The bubble is see-through, isn't it? So you Yeah. Can... So, so you're seeing me going, woo, 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 <laughs> while I'm in there. And then again, there's giant holes when it's one of these actual ones you're in. So you can easily get out, but then that causes the problem of you might fall out of it like I did. All right. Well, I suppose we'll tackle that in controversy. Um, but why don't we hop into some of the rules of it? As one might expect, the rules for bubble soccer are generally the same as for regular soccer, except it's full contact and players are ramming into each other in bubbles. So it's like soccer meets bumper cars. There doesn't seem to ever be refs. There's never a referee, so they don't really just need that, I guess. I haven't seen the most professional version. Every version I've seen on videos, when you look it up, just seems sort of like friends meeting up, and it's not like full-on league. So I don't know if those have refs. I'm assuming they do. But there definitely seems to be no slide tackering, obviously because it's not necessary. You can just hit people. Also, I'm not entirely sure you can slide. Or if if you can slide, it might be like what you mentioned. There's kind of a, a large hole in the bubble. So when you do attempt to slide, you just slide yourself right out of the bubble. Well, yeah, these are different type of bubbles. Because I've been in the ones where you're actually inside of it, your full body. These are ones where you sort of slip in and you're holding on to little things, uh, straps, and then your legs are sticking out. So that one, I think you could kind of slide, but then you got to get up again. And that's the problem. Yeah, these are uh, these are very large bubbles that you might not be uh, getting out of. All right. And of course, in terms of stats, we could not really find any stats because it doesn't seem very uh, organized in terms of sports or leagues. I mean, yeah, I could find like stats for the Seattle League. I didn't think that was necessary. Um, but there was a World Cup held in 2018 London, but it seems like all of the press about it 
is before, so I don't have anything from after, like who won or anything. Okay. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Let's go into strategies then. Um, I suppose generally, if you are encased in a large bubble, you're not very aerodynamic anymore. So everything's kind of going at slower speeds. Um, and also, if you get knocked over, then you're sort of like a turtle on its back, flailing to get up. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I guess, would it be less dangerous less dangerous to ankles and shins because the bubble is keeping you away from other people so you can't kick at them as much? I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm a person who severely damaged his lower half of his body uh, during regular soccer. And I have to say, probably it's going to hurt a fair amount when you just jump at someone and just go flying off, uh, especially if you're not in the same weight class. I kind of want to see how it would look, though. I want to see someone just go flying, but at the same time, probably not too pleasant. <laughs> um so you're are you saying that the general strategy for bubble soccer would be if you are a larger human and you are against a smaller human you ram full speed into them the bowling ball strat yes okay. that actually offers a great transition to the next part which is so there is different versions of bubble games and one of them was bubble bowling where it was literally they set up these giant pins on one side of field and you have to run up and then jump at them in your bubble and try to knock over as many as possible (laughs) so this sounds actually kind of fun just <laughs> just just launch yourself in a bubble and start rolling and <laughs> this this seems like something I would totally do. Okay, should I mention all of the other bubble sports that they yeah, seem to have? Let's just go so one is bubble sumo, where it's two players try to push each other out of bounds while in these bubble suits with legs. Seems pretty good. Uh, the next one is bulldog. This is where one player, who's known as the starting bulldog, tries to knock down as many people as possible and stopping them from getting from one end to the other. Uh, Whoever gets knocked down then also becomes a bulldog. So pretty much it's one guy in one of these and they're hitting other people. So it's like sharks and minnows, kind of. Yes, that was the name of it. I was trying to figure out what it is. (laughs) It's it's sharks and minnows. uh... But more violent. More violent, yes. Instead of tagging people, it is full physical body slamming. And then uh, I just thought, what other sports could we turn into this? And I thought kickball would be fun if you're in one of these balls and you kick a ball and then they're trying to grab it. I don't actually know how well that would work because you can't hold it. Wait, are, are they kicking the person in the ball? Or are they kicking No, a I meant that's a different oh. ball, and they're on the balls, and then they're hitting each other or something. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, for some reason, I had the thought in my head that it's just, like, one person grabbing the other person who's in a giant ball and, like, rolling them on the ground towards the batter, and the batter just kicks them and yeets them into the sun. And uh, 
I mean, that would be fun, but I don't think you actually could kick the one of these balls with someone in. Yes. And if you got a team and they were pushed, you might have something going. True. Um, actually, now that you mention it, these these balls are not aerodynamic. And if you're playing on a windy day, you think somebody light and tiny would just be blown over and start rolling down the field. I mean, that's a possibility. I'm, we should have added that to... <laughs> controversy let, let me make it clear that i am asking for a friend and not for myself <laughs> i think you're heavy enough i mean they probably have different sizes so the smaller ones that are, go to your weight and then you're but, good but that's less protection and i am a small human oh and, yeah i'm gonna ram you if we play this just go and bam <laughs> i i neither i neither want to be blown away and also, I don't want to be <laughs> crushed. <laughs> so I would like my ball to have at least some some padding <laughs> protection. We'll wrap you in bubble wrap. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Hold up. Bubble wrap. What if instead of a large bubble, <laughs> everybody is wrapped in layers and layers of bubble wrap? Thoughts? You think that's more safe, actually? Uh. Let, let me put it this way. If it will protect my Amazon Alexa in the package, it will protect me. But wait, so it's going to have to be wrapped sort of like you're standing straight wrapped like that. That's less protection on the head because you might just slip out a little bit. I mean, I guess the head can just be like a, a foam helmet or something. Because at least with bubble wrap, then you can like wrap the arms and legs separately and then wrap the body separately and then you can catch. And then you can play, you can play bubble kickball. And you can catch. There we go. I I didn't actually consider how do they do goalies in bubble soccer? Uh, cram the goal full of the bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can enter. Would be the coach. The coach at the beginning of the game calls together his players. He looks around at them. He gives a speech about victory and, and determination, and then he says, "Oh yeah, also <laughs> number one strat for this game: four people." go and turtle in front of the goal and we win yeah actually i'm curious now how big the goal is to see if you could do that i think it would take your entire team to be able to do it from seeing how big it is because they don't do as many players and then also it's gonna have to be someone sits on top of you in the in the bubble to get it vertically okay so it's uh so you just like climb on top of the other bubble if you can and then you'd squat down, and then you sort of form like a, a bubble wall. Okay. So would it be easier to make cheerleaders into goalies or goalies into cheerleaders? Oh, okay. Yeah. You you get a team of cheerleaders because they, they, they lift each other up for their cheer routines, right? So you get a team of cheerleaders, and you have them do their routine, but in bubbles and in front of the goal. Why don't we just do cheerleading bubbles to see how funny that would be? Because they couldn't do the hand gestos with the pom-poms and it'd just be like, <laughs> and they'd try to do that pyramid, but then one would just fall, the top one would fall, and then it just bounce. Would would they be able to do like backflips and cartwheels in bubbles? Or would it just be like, you know, the legs push off and then they end up upside down and then they, they roll to a stop back on their feet? I feel like if you got enough momentum, you could do one backflip, but I don't think you could really do a court wheel unless it was like on accident, you fell over and then sort of rolled over. 
<laughs> okay. Cool, cool. Um, what else is there? Well, now we're getting on to what are the other soccer sports. Oh, there's... Uh, how about Zorb Dodgeball? I, I just realized that was flawed because you don't have your hands out. I don't think you can do Zorb Dodgeball. What if you kick the dodgeballs at each other? Okay, yeah. <laughs> how, how do you dodge? <laughs> that would be... You just try to fall into the ground as it... Yeah. You just try to fall to the ground quickly. And, and you... Oh, the strategy here would be that when you when you dive to the side, you dive either to dive to the side, bounce yourself back onto your feet, or you dive to the side so that you have enough momentum to roll all the way around back onto your feet. Yeah, because that would be the problem. Once you fall over, it's really hard to get up. So then they just got people rolling on the ground <laughs> trying to stay away from the balls and dodgeball. I honestly oh. now think this is the most promise as a sport. Of all of these. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like there's a lot of PE students who are, are going to be listening to this episode and being like, hey, I can bring this up to my PE teacher and make PE fun. I don't, I don't know about you, but at my school, we always just had like really weird assortment of, of like balls for dodgeball. We didn't actually get consistent. So it'd be someone really small and someone really big. And now I'm just thinking, I know for a fact there was one ball that we had at our elementary school, which would have been as big as one of these balls that you go inside that we played with for dodgeball, but no one could actually really throw it. Then what did you do with it? (laughs) We tried to throw it, but you really couldn't throw it across. Was it, then was it just like a shield? You hide behind it? (laughs) It was sort of just roll around because people would like sort of kick it, kick it like you say. Okay. But so I'm thinking in this, then you really can hit them. Okay. So it's basically just like a glorified tumbleweed. Yep. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, cool. I remember there was one time in high school we played dodgeball, but like the teacher brought out these mats, like these these foam mats that he just like stood up as shields. So like throughout the gym on both sides of the the dodgeball field there's just like shield walls with laser tag yeah basically um and then there was like one person designated on each team as a medic and then they could go and and revive players who were hit by dodgeballs anyways okay interesting um i think (laughs) we should talk about all the other soccer sports all right now cool cool Okay, so how about I list them off and we just see how it rings off your ear, okay? Alright. Okay, Soko Tic-Tac-Toe. Uh, this sounds difficult to pull off. Because I know it's it's going to be like hoops, right? Vertical hoops. It's just vertical like... hoops, so it's the same like design of Tic-Tac-Toe, but it's vertical hoops, so you got to kick your ball into the hoop. And then that's going to be a spot that you and the other person remember. Okay. Um, Aris, how viable is this? I would say it's a viable only if you're decent at soccer. Um, You got to do all that juggling. Um, It's going to be a little hard. Okay. Uh, That sounds overly difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I, I generally... I'm not good at regular tic-tac-toe as it is. And uh, soccer tic-tac-toe. <laughs> well, it's, 
Well, I'm like just thinking like it's pretty much once you get beyond the beginner strategy, it's just everybody's it's just random. How how are you guys playing tic tac toe? It's just you gotta think past. Okay, so you know what's the biggest trick to tic tac toe? What is the first move when you're ex? What do you do? Surrender. No, <laughs> seriously, what would you do? Uh, I go for a corner. Okay, see, you're in the second level. Then there's pretty much no third level. Because oh. first level is you put it in the middle because that's actually the best spot. But second level is no, you put it in a corner because that's more intelligent that way. I see. Do you, did you guys ever play Othello, like that flipping game? It's like the coin that has like two sides, one's black or one's white, and then you like flip them and you do rows and stuff. No, I've yeah. never heard of this. When I, I first... Yeah, go ahead. As I was saying, when I first played it, I thought uh, it was Go. And I thought for the longest time, I am one of the best players of Go out there until I learned what actual Go was, um, which is basically like chess, but 20 times harder. Um, so yeah, that was a very fun learning experience. Yeah, um, I, I just played Othello a lot when I was a kid because like my grandparents had a, a set for it and they're like hey play this game it'll make you smart and i'm like okay cool it's just colors and flipping coins on the board um so anyways that was that okay let's go into the next soccer sport uh car soccer so literally there's like five or six cars on each side of a ginormous field or usually like a parking parking lot with big goals, and you hit a giant soccer ball with your course. Give me is your the, thoughts on it. Is the referee a traffic attendant? I saw one fortune where it was like the ref was a guy in a little motorcycle, and he was just sort of weaving around. I'm like, don't get too close to them, or they're going to hit you. This, uh, this seems vaguely dangerous, kind of. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's anybody playing this game in their bmw or tesla or something i think when i saw it, it was always like you got mini coupos or something a small car that's sort of maneuverable because that's better for it okay interesting and i there's got to be like a, a speed limit or something right i mean you no. can't just well have... i think you just have the limit of this is the field don't drive off the field so they're not, not going to go too fast and i guess i assume there would be a penalty for hitting other cars um i mean i guess a little bit but if it's like yeah go ahead your insurance premium just goes up <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> that's a that's a good point um i actually i just found one a video of it in which the soccer ball is eight feet in diameter and they're using like used cars or like junkyard cars that are totally destroyed anyways and the field is massive um and the goals the goalies here are two giant like crane excavators so there's just like a goalie on each side sitting in an excavator and when the ball comes they just swing the crane and smack the ball (laughs) (laughs) it's absolutely fantastic because they're just swinging at the ball and and sending it halfway across the field again so uh yeah this is a a viable sport i think (laughs) okay i just oh oh my god 
I just saw a car trying to score, and it was sending the ball towards the goal, and the excavator swung its crane forward, smacked the ball away, and the other car that was trying to score didn't stop fast enough, and the excavator's digger just smashed into the front of its windshield. And I was like, uh, so okay. maybe, maybe so not. So this one's dangerous. Okay, yes. um, let's try to go through the autos. Uh, five aside... It's just sort of simple. It's five per side. You play on a really small pitch, and it's a lot shorter. Uh, you still have a goalie, so it's pretty much a goalie in four. So I think this is just a good game for basically you have less people, and then also you can just play a faster game with less room. Sounds good. So it's, it's basically just soccer again, but smaller. Yeah. And then there was life-size blow-up soccer, which is you get a giant blow up ball and you play that with no with you kick that around even though it's really hard to kick. I'm wondering if the goals are bigger for that. Well, it's your normal goal. Yeah. Probably. I don't. I don't think there would be a a height limit to it. It sounds like a game that you'd play like outside or like in a gymnasium, and it'd just be like, oh, just just kick it wherever um and i guess you couldn't really could you really enforce like handball on that if the ball is human sized i think you hit it with your entire body so yeah i don't know is there paris is there anything in the soccer rules that is (laughs) that would apply here i uh can't exactly say there would be although i imagine it's the exact opposite of uh zorb soccer hmm what if you did that while zorbing? So you're in the balls, hitting the ball. Oh. You just, you just blew my mind. Ballception. Okay. okay, that is, we've created a new sport. Here we go. That's what we try to do here. Have you, have you ever seen those videos where, like, somebody's holding a, a yoga ball or something, and then the other person runs full speed into them, and then one of them goes flying? Yep. I feel like this would happen with the life-size soccer ball. In which oh, bet. Yeah. two people would just like collide with the soccer ball and one is is yeeted out of existence and the other one's like, where'd they go? <laughs> one less competitor. Okay, uh, next is blow soccer. This is one where people's heads are poking through a table and they're blowing a little ball around. Great. It's sort of like foosball, but your head's in it. And then you're blowing it, I guess. Are you are you saying they have their head in the game? Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> like I, highest quality puns here on Radio DePaul Sports. The student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. I think Cars just died it. a little inside. <laughs> a little bit more than a little. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, how does this one sound? Um. Paris, you look like you have thoughts on it. I mean, uh, just wait maybe a year or two. Um, yeah. Although, yeah. got to work out those cheek muscles uh, in preparations for this. Oh, like, yes. It would be really good for people who do like trumpet and trombone. Oh, okay. They'd be good at it. Although Different horn instruments. Although, isn't the, isn't like the, the lip placement a little different? Because aren't they like putting their lips together and get, putting like more pressure on it when they're blowing into instruments 
Okay, so how about here's a better one. Those people like the clowns who do the party animals. Oh, they would be good at it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There would there would be less spitting involved. There you go. If, if you just have it with with orchestra players, then well, I'm just thinking that would be my nightmare. Is just a table with holes cut into it and a bunch of clowns are sticking their heads out of it and they just turn to you. And then what if one of their noses falls off and they think that's the ball and they try to get that? What if all of their noses just fall off and then there's all there's just red orbs everywhere rolling around? Okay. I want to get away from that one then. Uh, human foosball... It's exactly how it sounds like. Giant foosball, not table, but set up with the sticks and everything, and you're attached to the sticks trying to get the ball. Yeah, yeah. This is, it seems interesting, but also seems kind of chaotic. I don't think it would be really dangerous, per se. I don't really see any injuries happening here. I think it would be. The one thing is I wish you could pull it. There'll be people on the side and they're just like attached to it. It's like, yeah. Oh, like so that basically would be more dangerous. It'd be like an amusement park ride in which they're strapped into the pole or like onto a seat in the pole. And then there's somebody on the side who's just like yanking on the pole. Yeah, but it forth. wouldn't be good if they could still spin, because that would get pretty sickening. Oh no. Spinning. You know those people who you would play who would just go like crazy spin? They would almost break the foosball table. Yeah. Yeah. I hated those. I always used to like do like a long wait holding onto the ball and then just try to try to sneak it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Paris, do you have any foosball strategies this share? Uh, bounce it off the wall and hopefully you don't get into your own goal. <laughs> it's, it's chaos. I like it. Isn't that like the what is it? The the air hockey table? Air hockey. Yeah, where where it's like bouncing it into walls and same thing like you said. Hopefully you don't get it and you'll go. Yeah. Air hockey, I'm just chaotic going like, woo! And like, I get a lot of own goals, but... Yeah, but some sometimes sacrifices have to be made, yes. Well, I really just like the air that comes up from it, so it's like, that's nice. True. True. I haven't played one of those in forever. I always wanted one of those, actually. There was a Japanese arcade near me that has a four-person one, so it's four sides. Whoa. And it's like a person on each side, and you play it. Or is it is it only one puck still? Or is it like... It's multiple? still one puck, and it's okay. chaotic. So it's just four people going for this one puck, on, and it's like four sides. Okay. I... I thought if it's more people, then there might be like two or more pucks, and then it's. Just... I think that would be too hard, but yeah, it's just the one. Okay, got it. That's that's pretty cool. Oh, what I do have instead of like foosball, there's like a a hockey version where you have hockey players and like sticks just attached, and then you're turning it. It's it's basically the same idea as foosball, but with hockey. It's. I don't know okay. how to describe it other than that. <laughs> we're we're quickly getting away from soccer, but let's let's get back on track. We only have two more. Okay, uh, roller soccer, which is you play soccer while while on roller skates. 
this sounds great. <laughs> this is probably, other than the Kawasako, I think it's the highest risk one. Yeah. I, I feel like roller sports in general are dangerous. Or maybe that's just because my only idea of roller sports is like roller derbies. And My fifth grade teacher did that. <laughs> this is a story you you told uh on the last podcast isn't it when you got no, i didn't no no that's different that was we were at rollo night and that was middle school fifth grade my teacher would come in with bruises because she was on a rollo derby team and she was one of the people who hit people down in rollo derby <laughs> But she's like one of the nicest, sweetest people you ever meet. And that's what she does on the weekends. And, and it was great because they did like an, there was an article in a magazine about her team. And she showed up in it going like this. And she showed it to the whole class of her like elbowing some lady in the face. Oh, all right. That's, uh, that's Carson, one way. She was great. I love her. She's great teacher. And then she used to do roller doping on the weekend. That's one way to keep the order in class. It's like, hey, kids, you think you're tough stuff? On the weekend, I run over people for a living. Now, that was the thing. She was really sweet, and you would never guess that she would have been a roller derby person. Just shows, goes show you shouldn't judge people. Judge the book by its cover and all that. True, true. Um, I just looked up roller derby out of... Out of uh, pure curiosity and i found out that it was first played in 1935 in chicago illinois yeah. <laughs> wait 1935 that was like time of al capone just i'm just like al capone no uh, that was actually shortly after probably uh let's see so according to wikipedia it says roller skating was gaining popularity in the u.s and people were organizing multi-day endurance races for cash prizes uh, in the mid-1880s. And then all the spectators loved skaters just falling over and crashing into each other so much that they're like, hey, let's make this a thing. People crash into each other on purpose. I love how this episode was supposed to be about soccer sports and we've just mostly talked and we keep going into like now we're talking about roller skate now we're talking about different bubble sports and soon we'll be talking about sports that involve beans i would love sports that involve beans <laughs> uh let's go to the final soccer variation we said we found which is crab soccer which middle elementary school you're just doing the crab walk and then they just throw a giant ball okay am i am i the only one here who had trouble doing the crab walk because like that was that was impossible (laughs) no you got your technique down and then you were good at it i both of both of you look like you're you're nodding in agreement that it's not that hard and i'm like yeah we get it Mm -hmm. i mean because like Basically, you're lifting yourself up with your legs and arms behind you, and you're just waddling that way. What I found was that because you usually played on those basketball hardwood floors, and those are really smooth, it was easier than lifting yourself up, is keep your butt on it, and then just sort of slide. Then you would, like, 
even though that would be somewhat cheating, they wouldn't catch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. Is this a uh, is this a revelation that this entire time you've been slightly cheating at at crab soccer? It wasn't a revelation. I knew I was cheating. One of my friends was like, <laughs> "You're cheating," and I'm like, "Shh, snitches get stitches." And that was it. <laughs> Snitches get sent to the roller derby. Uh, snitches get sent to the nurse's office. Probably would be the more appropriate one. I con- oh. don't condone violence, unless it's in, in roller derby. Oh yeah, if it's in a sport, violence is okay. Yes, or like the original sport that we're supposed to be talking about, bubble soccer. Oh, speaking of that, let's do the final decision. This is where you Ooh. add in the music. Da, 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 da. We need to have better music than that. I'm sorry. We need more funding. So we could go into all of these, but let's just focus. Bubble soccer. Is it a sport? Mm. I'll go with our guests first. Is it a sport? Ooh, uh, pressure's on. I would say it is a sport. Yeah. It's combining soccer with just a desire to tackle people with the hardest of your abilities. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Jacob? I agree. I feel like it was because it came from Norway, because they don't play American football, they were missing out on that violence that's involved. So that's why they came up with this way, to include violence in the original football. And it's great. It's a great union of the two. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Let's. Uh, I'll. I'll just make it unanimous. I. I would also say it's a sport. Um, just because you know, even though it might not have as many rules as traditional soccer would, it's still the general idea of soccer, and it adds extra challenges just because you're suddenly you embody. A large bubble. Okay, but now here's the second question: Would you play it? I honestly really want to play it. I I want to I want to know what it's like to be in one of those bubbles and just struggling just to get around. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. I would definitely play it. I just want to hit people in like the <laughs> bubbles. Actually, I really want to be hit and just feel what it's like to like fall in the bubble. When you like have your legs flaring, so I actually more fun if like I want to feel what it's like to be hit as someone going full speed, and you're just like in a bubble. Okay, cool, cool. I would also agree. Um, I I would enjoy being launched by somebody running faster than me. We'll get much the bubbles and me. we'll run at each other full speed. Uh, yeah, we're will only end up going one direction and that is your direction i will i will be launched <laughs> i bet still the the speed or so probably still i'll be sent back or or we will run at each other and at the last second i will stop drop and roll to the side and <laughs> just watch you <laughs> zoom right by what if yeah like if you fall and just take like the fetal position but in your ball and then i just like trip over you <laughs> Yeah, that would uh, that work too. That's a, a pretty good strategy. But um, I don't know. I I feel like 
most people would want the opportunity to play this just because you're in a bubble. It's probably safer and you're just, you know, you can bounce around and feel what it's like to be bounced around. I mean, I know my, my dad, when he first heard about this and he saw it and he's like, I would really like to play this. It looks really fun. <laughs> Ooh, question. Could this be brought to a retirement home as a fun recreational activity for seniors? No. <laughs> then nope. it'd be like, my hip. And then just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think they'd get enough speed. We, we should per- preserve their hips. Ah, uh, yes. Hips are important, wouldn't you say, Paris? <laughs> yeah, um... Very much so. Do you have any other thoughts on the importance of hips? Um, I mean, I, I, I really, a, after uh, slightly breaking my hip, I've really come to appreciate having intact bones. Ah, uh, yes. Merely, merely a slight incident. <laughs> yes. Tis, tis but a scratch. <laughs> Not copyrighted, are we? <laughs> no. Okay, well, you heard it here. The hips don't lie. This has been sports you've never heard of. I'd like to thank our guests for being here. Thank you. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, nothing to plug. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you credit for that last joke. There you go. I... Th- when you mention hips, I'm just like, yep, got it in. For the moment. Oh my god. Okay. Next week, we'll be doing Slumble Party Sports. So make sure you listen next week. You've been listening to Sports You've Never Heard Of. I'm Jacob Ellis. And I'm Trenton Seedle. Here on Ratio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. <laughs> <laughs>